Episode 100. I'm George. I'm Ricky. I'm DB. Let's fucking go. I actually did. I was actually wanted to start this off. I read a sick book the other day. The book club. <laughs> the Pals Book Club. You guys ready to listen to me talk for an hour and a half about books? It's cold in here. <laughs> it is cold, eh? Did you not do your solo episode? I did. Uh, but I didn't like it, so I deleted it. <laughs> I literally sat here. So uh I recorded it. It was about reading books and stuff. And I had the notes in my hand, and I actually was really enjoying it. I was like talking. Just like it was like really fun, just talking to the, like by myself to the mic. I was like, oh, "This is cool." Okay, and I was articulating myself well, but then I started to notice I was really rambling on, even though I had notes, and I was really going like all over the map. And it was like thirty minutes, and I hadn't even got halfway through. So I was like, "Let's cut this." <laughs> so I went, stopped it, Trashed deleted it, it and uh, yeah, that's my diary. Threw it so, in the junk where it belonged. <laughs> You've been on this podcast like a little like four to times. You would think you'd know to put the mic closer. Yeah, right? and talk a little louder. <laughs> It's right in my face. It's you are a founder right. of a tech company now. Be, be <laughs> st- no no coming in here hungover. and Ripley's believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> From coming on this podcast hungover talking about sports to yeah. returning once again. Wait, when's the second time you came on? Uh, the virtual one. It was, like on, it was on Skype. It was terrible. Oh, that was a bad one. That was a bad one. We're going to throw that one in the dumpster. <laughs> wall. People are like, an appearance they're, the they're like, wow, in the fast forward six months, now this guy's a co-founder. <laughs> What yeah. the hell happened? Do you remember? Uh, in a time warp. The uh, the was it Christmas special or Adonis? Yeah, Adonis. Oh yeah, oh, came I was again wasted for that one. on that one too. <laughs> You've actually been on four times that yeah. game. I'm always oh, wasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the first one I'm actually sober, but I'm very tired though. <laughs> very tired. Always coming, never coming prepared, eh? <laughs> no. Guy, because he can't bring his A game. Well, boys, we look good at least. Look at us matching. Yeah. Everyone, go on YouTube. Check us out. The boys the in purple. The I merch. have not changed out of the sweater, and actually, I have two of them, so I have not changed out of them in a while. Yeah, I got mine. Mine has a little oil stain on it, but you know a trick to get that out. Did I tell you? Dove uh, dish soap. Put water on it. Put a little bit of dish soap. Oh, no, throw it in the wash. It comes off. Or just wash it. Elaine got it out. No, but she yeah. My man doesn't wash his clothes. <laughs> shout out Elaine. Shout out Elaine every time. <laughs> well, shout out to Anastasia. Shout, shout out to my mom. Shout out to Mary. Shout out Mary. Shout out Mary. Hey, shout out the moms on Cast killing it out She's there. She's causing a ruckus on Cast. Yeah. I see I see Mary's comments. Eric there I saw her comment on my Air Canada or wait, was it my Air Canada post? Yeah, I talked about the yeah. refund. She came in with a hot oh, tip. Yeah. yeah, she was pissed. Yeah. Cause we were supposed to go to Chicago for Meals thirtieth uh last year. Um and then obviously COVID happened and it got cancelled and she couldn't um like she kept trying to get a refund from Air Canada and she couldn't and uh she's she's like honestly she's insane when it comes to like customer service like she'll she'll ream people out like she has <laughs> really like i feel like sm- your mom's so soft though she, she looks like she is like she's tiny she's like small little woman that's where i get my stature from <laughs> <laughs> but i also get my bark from her too like her temper oh my goodness she goes off on people yeah yeah but she like she's reaming people out on air canada until she like she didn't get what she wanted and then finally uh she just she went to her credit card company, got a charge back, and then she she dropped it. But she was good. She still <laughs> I did the cheese. same thing. She's still well cheese. <laughs> um, man, actually, regarding that, I don't have followed the whole story with like these airlines, but it's crazy. Like I I I, I saw that something like the, the all the airlines are asking for government bailouts and they're not getting them until they give refunds. But now the government is telling airlines they can't fly to these warm destinations. I don't know the whole story of who's in the right, who's in the wrong, but that's so crazy to me that there's even like, it's like this stalemate, right? Like you're telling somebody you won't bail them out unless they give refunds, but you're also telling them they can't fly and make money because of the dangers. So it's like, I, I don't know who's right or who's wrong here because they should give refunds, obviously. Yeah. But like, how can you tell a, like how can government tell a business you can't, I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. Do like they can fly business. anywhere but these places, and that's pretty much where people are going it's now. A goddamn like, Mexican standoff in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> well, because then you see that's that. That's a good um, analogy. You see that Air Canada's trying to buy Air Transit. That's a, that happened over a year ago, but the deal was the just de- to go through. Yeah, it was supposed through to go through a review, or whatever. Yeah, but it's just like being not being done right now because of 
I think all these issues. It, no, it hasn't been done. And there's also somebody. So there's a, a very well wealthy Canadian. I think he's from Quebec. I don't know the name. Might misrepresent this, but he is claiming that he's a media mogul. But anyways, he's claiming that he sh- the deal should not be allowed to go through because it'll create too much of a monopoly. He actually has now come forward and offered more money to buy them yeah. to ensure that your Canada can't buy them. Yeah, if Air Canada buys them, it's a complete monopoly, and then we're all we're all paying out of our asses to go anywhere. Yeah. But I'm an Air Canada shareholder, so. <laughs> Did you, you, you buy it at 22, eh? I bought it, yeah, around 20. I fucking hate it. It's them. going up right now. I, I think it's a safe buy. I, we're no, going up. I like Air Canada in terms of, like, as an airline. Like, that's why I mostly, like, fly with. But the airline industry in Canada Sorry, like any flight attendants and pilots, not you guys. Like the service no, is great. No, it's definitely you flight attendants. No, <laughs> no, but man, it's like a monopoly. It's crazy. Like in the states, you can fly. Like, if you want to get like from L.A. to like Vegas, let's say you can forty bucks on Spirit Air. Throw a backpack on and get well, on the plane. We have uh, we have what swoop? I think they're going bankrupt. I think I don't know. We don't have Jordan to check no right idea. now. Yeah, yeah, we need a fact checker. I used to be the fact checker one I know. time. <laughs> it's just no, crazy that like that. I don't know that the airline industry. It's it costs more to fly from here. To like from here to Vancouver sometimes than it would for like to fly from New York to like London or New York to like Europe or something. It's crazy. Well, that's even uh, that's why I haven't been out to the West Coast in forever because I can fly down to Florida for 300 bucks Mm -hmm. round trip direct or I can go to Vancouver for six. Well, why like why would I go to the West Coast? I can go to a nice sunny beach, relax. The dollars wasn't even right now. It's a dollar 26, I think, which is super. It's one of the lowest it's been in a while. Or you go to Vancouver again. Damn, that's bad. I got to convert some money. Shit. <laughs> I got to convert American back to Canadian. Oh, yeah. Just hang on to it. <laughs> got to put some investments in the cash, brother. <laughs> I really f- botched this oh, one. Buy, buy uh, Tesla and then uh, wait, wait a week or so. It dropped. I think it's 780 right now or 770. I ain't taking stock tips from you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> my, my Bitcoin made some money. Bitcoin. That's crazy. The, crypto, Bitcoin, the crypto world. We're going to the moon together. I don't trust that stuff, man. Yeah, do I. Something shady boat. Every time it goes up, Elon Musk dumps a $1.5 billion. Okay, take out 500 bucks. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, someone, someone bought a, a shit ton of that. Okay, like crypto? $1.5 billion or something. Yeah. PayPal bought, PayPal, pa- PayPal bought, then, then Tesla bought. Uh, and Tesla was the recent big one. $1. Yeah. $1.5 PayPal was the first one that did it recently. They bought like $500 million worth. And I was actually talking, I think, to Mike about this. Shout out to Dirks. But I was talking about it. Does and I was he even like, listen? Probably not, no. but whatever. Probably not. Um, I was saying that, you know, it. I just kept thinking, I don't follow Bitcoin, but I was like, you know, for people to really adopt it, like some platform has to buy to legitimize it. Like, you know, there's Coinbase and all these things that you can trade on. Uh, you can buy and sell Bitcoin. But I was like, something institutional or like tech yeah, related has to buy a, it. You need an actual use for the thing. Because right now it's just all speculative, right? But until actual companies start using it, yeah. there's small companies that use it. But a company like Tesla, like, that's a big backing. Well, the first Tesla was bought using Bitcoin a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah, but that's a risky thing though because it, the, the the money fluctuates, right? Oh my god! So that you could, it could end up costing you more than what you paid for it. So why would you like? I mean, unless you have an astronomical amount of money that you don't care. Like, okay, you pay for it today. So if, if it's fifty thousand dollars, fifty thousand for one Bitcoin, you would guess around the same price for one Tesla. One Tesla, one Bitcoin. What happens if that goes to hundred thousand dollars? You just paid hundred thousand dollars for a Tesla. Yeah, but what if it goes down to twenty five? But do you think it'll like? Yeah, okay. But me personally, I, I long think, term, long term. Yeah, long term. But I think this year it'll end around the fifty. That that was. My oh, you guess. made a cast. Yeah. Would you? Uh, so, I said around so the fifty. You, you Ooh, think let's it's see. Just gonna hover around fifty. I think it's gonna go up to like maybe 60, 65, and then it'll come back down to fifty ish. What is the logic behind that? That's just what I think. I just look no at the logic. graphs. I look at the graphs, and that's what they look. There's and no I, logic. I kind of just drew it out, and that's the, what it looks. This like. is our numbers guy, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I recently in, resigned from my, my role of numbers guy. No, you didn't recently resign. We we forced you down. For the, the record, numbers. for the record, this isn't gonna be on air. I actually had the numbers all right, technically. At the end, the at end, the end, the end result. That's all that matters. Do, do you know when they, you ask uh, when they ask a uh, question in elementary school? It's yeah. like you have to show your work. Show your no, work. I can't do that. I'll show you the end result. That's it. I knew the end result. Anyways, we're. For those listening and made it past this uh, about nine minute mark of uh, this, this, our opinions on Bitcoin and, and such, <laughs> uh, we figured we wanted to have a little a little chat today about uh, about Cast for those of you who are of the who've been using it. Shout out to you, we love you all. Uh, it's been really exciting. We're about a month in to beta. Actually, uh, what day is it? It's exactly a month. Seventeenth. Yeah. We launched. Technically, it's a month and a day because Dave prematurely mm-hmm. pushed the launch. <laughs> But uh, nah, but <laughs> could, could never be me. 
<laughs> I know no, what I know you're going to say. say yeah, 100% <laughs> Just obvious. go ahead and say it, you freak. That's <laughs> oh, okay. Anyways, uh, yeah, so we, we're, we're about a month into to cast uh, closed beta. It's been really exciting, and we figured that this is a very appropriate time for us to kind of just get on here. Obviously, we haven't had Dave on in a while, so and, and Dave on in a, in a normal state, like regular conversation, yeah. not uh, not yelling about sports cards or sports trading. or Yeah, that, that was fun, though. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Big time bang. So yeah, that's the purpose of this podcast. We wanted to shed some light on what we're doing, what's going on behind the scenes and, well, and the ride so far. Yeah, we've mentioned it a lot throughout the podcast, especially like a lot of ads. Social media, we've been all over it. Georgie, LinkedIn, I've been all over Facebook and uh, and Instagram. But we haven't fully sat down and, and talked through it. We obviously have Dave on because he's part of the team, the three of us. I know me and George have mentioned it a lot on the podcast, but we each have a different role. But the three of us together... I guess are the the three founding beauties of the app. You say founders, but yeah, okay, I beauties. guess. <laughs> I put my own Some of us are better looking than others, so I don't know yeah. if you call us beauties plural. Yeah, I've <laughs> never the, been called a beauty. That's sure. <laughs> well, You're the we, brains, not the beauty. <laughs> why don't we we take a journey, take the listeners on a journey through how it all started? We've never told the story. I did all the work at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I'm honestly. I'm riding coattails. No, no, no. I, I'm honestly kidding, kidding. Well, you know what? Because I, I kind of talked about it on the podcast I was on a couple weeks ago. It's always sunny in the six. Um, but yeah, let's. Kind of like how it started? Yeah. Um, wow. I don't know if we ever talked about this. All right. Let me try to get these thoughts nice and succinct. It's a new word for you. Nice. Ricky, <laughs> Ricky's getting his dictionary. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what succinct means? Um, okay. So it was a cold day in uh, 2017 and I had an epiphany. That's not really what happened. Uh, I had one day, I don't know, a while back, I had this idea. Um, sorry, <laughs> let me restart this. Let's, uh, uh, we're going to uh, cut that part uh, out. No, 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 no. Sorry. I, so one thing that really drives, that bothered me and bothered me for a long time is um, two things. One is... People used to make like claims, proclamations, whether it's sportscasters, newscasters, people on on social media, whatever it is, and um, they would make these claims and they wouldn't be held to their word, and they would get swept by the wayside and and whatever. And I wanted a way to like start tracking how people, where their opinions came from, what they thought, and all these things, and aggregate them. On top of that, I got really tired of, of subjective narratives um, through media, social media, like, um, articles, whatever it is. Like a lot of people. Um, a lot of people, media outlets, anything, try, obviously have biases when they try to find data that fits their narrative and they, and they promote that. Um, either that or they'll put a report out that's saying, you know, the vast number of Canadians think X. And then when you look at the report, it's like a thousand Canadians were pulled. And how the hell is that the vast number of Canadians? So anyways, these things were longstanding issues. And I gave up watching the news a while ago because I thought it was there was biases and all this, all this junk and there was no integrity in journalism. I told this to Rick. He told me to calm down. He goes, the world's not ending. It'll be okay. And uh, anyway, so... We're, How we're, half our conversations go. Yeah, honestly, I just, I just, I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, why, why do I have to be served this? Or why, why do they use these, these soundbite clips? And why are people claiming this or claiming that? And they're not being held accountable for what they say. Or, you know, people are being pushed in a certain direction, you know? Uh, so I, I told this to Rick and he's like, okay, well, there's got to be something here. So we had a bit of an, I had a bit of an idea of what I wanted to do, uh, I explained it to Rick and he's like, okay, doesn't seem, doesn't seem like we can kind of scale this. So let's talk it a little bit. So we just kind of went back and forth over a, you know, a few week period. We came to this idea of like a, almost like a game, gamification and like crowdsourcing of, of opinions. And this is when HQ was also for anybody who remembers that game. That's when HQ was a massive kind yeah, of it was like internet it was success. Yeah, and it was like, okay, how can we make this? How can we try and start aggregating opinions and see what the public actually thinks? So you're, you know, you're, again, assembling like um, objective demographic data and then kind of serving it up, saying, okay, this person's not this, and you're kind of forecasting, but also kind of seeing what people's opinions are, and and you're kind of centralizing it in one place. We had this idea. We kind of did some mock-ups, and it didn't really materialize. And then earlier this, oh, so not this year, earlier, early in 2020, kind of like spring of 2020. Started thinking a lot about it again, and it came to the forefront, and, and started seeing all these narratives being portrayed, and, and you know, you like a lot of people do, you would see stuff on the news or read stuff, reports, and you would not. I mean, at least we do. We we question it. We say, you know, is there validity here, or where is this data coming from? Um, what's the sample size? All, all of these things. Um, I think it just 
in general, we're very, all three of us are very inquisitive people. We're, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, not argumentative, like opinionated. we, opinionated, yeah. So the old idea that Ricky and I had kind of came back up and I was like, okay, there's got to be something we can iterate on here and like, you know, find a way to start really um, crowdsourcing data and, and bring it to a place to let people think, let people think for themselves um, and, sh- and serve up objective data to users. So we kept thinking about it, iterating it, talking it out, and I started to mock some stuff up and showed showed Rick what I thought, and that's kind of where we got to that point, and it was kind of fleshed out where we wanted to essentially do a couple things. We wanted to remove the friction to participation in that we wanted more people participating in the in the dialogue and the discourse. Um, we find sites like Twitter, Reddit, uh, people passively scroll. So you open, you know, you might open Twitter to get news, but statistically speaking, I, I believe it's about 1% of people on Twitter actually create content. The rest are just passively uh, scrolling. So, you know, not are you really getting an accurate picture of what people think? Are you is the trending topics really what the people think? And of those trending topics, it's a, it's about the whole overarching theme, which what do people lead like which side do they lean on? Are they pro this? Are they against this? Are they where do they fall? So, well, okay, there's a little bit of there's not much transparency here and objectivity. So, how can we solve this issue? So, we fig, you know, kept hashing that out and and built that into the app and uh, we wanted to create a place as well that promotes curiosity and and discourse. Now, it goes without saying, everyone can kind of see what's happened in recent events with the media and the news and social media. You know, it seems like everyone's so polarized. I'm not, I'm not politics and COVID stuff and just anything. I mean, never mind polarizing. When you go to even as simple as sports, you know, the debate of Michael Jordan and LeBron James. We've brought that example yeah. up before. But sports is super polarizing, right? You have very passionate people tribalism takes takes shape uh takes hold if you will and yeah so those are the three things we wanted to kind of solve and um we started to put it put pen to paper and and flesh out how can we create a product that that solves these three problems removes the friction um create allows people to be uh, honest and objective and promotes curiosity and discourse and that's kind of where where i explained to to, to ricky we hashed that part out and then we showed it to dave because you know, we couldn't we couldn't let our leave our pal alone out there. We knew that he had he has a lot of opinions, <laughs> which you have probably heard on this podcast before. Oh, big time. He doesn't even listen to our <laughs> podcast. Big time. I listen to every every single episode <laughs> that I'm on. <laughs> so that's I, and I'm gonna stop here and hand it off over to my to my co-founders here. But that was the the logic behind it on how we got to the point of where we are, uh, the backstory of it, and and we just want a place where you can you know you don't have to be scared to ask questions, where you don't have to be scared to to share an opinion. Now, not to say we want to create a place where you can attack people, incite violence, uh, abuse others, be a bigot. Like we, we don't, we're not trying to make the wild west. Yeah. We're just trying to create a place where we try to reduce the chance of somebody being misunderstood, misrepresented, try to reduce cancel culture, try to reduce tribalism and piling on and, and try to improve transparency. So those are some of the things we're trying to tackle. Um, I th- no, you did a great job. Thank you. That was good. Good, good little... Kind of backstory. I am the, the, the words guy. The words, yeah. <laughs> the words, yeah. the wordsmith. Is that a the word? Wordsmith. Yeah, the wordsmith. I don't think I'm a wordsmith. And but anyways, yeah, yeah, that's kind of the backstory. No, and the the big idea behind that is that, especially at least I found since the beginning of COVID, a lot more attention is on on the news. A lot more people are spending time on their phones at home, researching things, googling things, facebooking things, and that is a term now. And a it's lot a term of, now, or it's always been. That's always been a term. Facebooking. No? I don't know. It's I know. I know for sure it is now. I think it's you got added to like the Webster's Dictionary. If you're Facebooking, you're probably an old person. <laughs> I feel like it's been around for a long Anyways. time. <laughs> so, I take tweeting. What other, what, how would you use Facebook in a verb? Facebooking. So yeah. I've been around for, anyways, continue. Yeah, going on Facebook or. Face, it's the action of. Yeah, yeah. Facebooking. Just anyways. like the action of being on cast. <coughs> casting. Casting. Um, I lost my train of thought now. About stuff in the news recently. Yeah, so you see these things and. The social dilemma did a good job of actually covering this part where it's you only see certain uh, agendas. You only see certain kind of dilemmas or you only narratives. see narratives or and you kind of almost think that whatever you're looking at is an echo chamber. And the, the problem with that is that the more you see these things and it can only be the 10% that you're seeing, you're in this tunnel and that's you believe that everybody believes that. Well, is that true? Is that really true? And you know what? On our platform, you can see if that's really true or not. You can ask a simple question and get these answers and see the demographics behind them. Because the problem is, and I've said this on on recent podcasts too, when you ask a question, if you ask 
let's say people born in pre 1970 or post 2000, you're going to get vastly different answers. But if you tell people just the final result, the final number, well, people are going to think that, oh, the way I think is, is wrong or maybe the way I think is right because you're not getting real data. So that's, that becomes the problem with a lot of these polls that we see online. And I said it on the, the CP24 one recently about traveling and travel bans and travel restrictions. And I'll use the example again because I think it's a, it's a good one. CP24 came out with a poll that said 83% of Canadians. So they said a vast majority. Yeah, a vast majority. And then you, you open the article because it's obviously it's clickbait and, you know, that's news today, which is terrible, but it is what it is. So you click and it says 83% of Canadians um, are okay. Support. So, support yeah, support travel bans. Well, okay, you read down. There was, I think, 1,500 people were polled. Okay, so that's a, a de decent number. It's not saying it's a lot. I'm not saying it's a little. But when you look at that, and historically, a lot of these polls that CP24 does online, a lot of them are phone polls. Well, which demographic is most likely to pick up a phone when someone's doing a survey? It's more, I would assume it's elderly people. Boomers. Yeah, people that are, <laughs> are home doing nothing. They had a call. Do you have two minutes to participate? Yeah, I don't know any 20, 30 I've never been, to, for the record, I've never been called for a survey. Nope. You've never been called? Never. Nope. Have if you? I, if yeah, I, I have, I probably just hung up on yeah, them. Yeah, I, I say no. Sorry, sentence. I'm busy. Yeah, I, I say <laughs> if hey, I don't know who you are, I'm hanging up. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you. Dave doesn't get a lot of phone calls, so yeah. he's not used. To, he's not used to answering the phone. Either the air duct cleaning guys or um, oh fuck, that. or uh, one of you guys, and I the government or no, the government people. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, you're in trouble. But back to the so, point yeah. of saying that the some older people might give a different answer. Then they might be okay with travel restrictions. I know. Anyways, my dad, for example, is okay with travel restrictions. Well, there's. I'm completely against it. Holy crap. Georgie, first time on the podcast, eh? So just as we were talking about calls, you're going to call. Yeah, it's, it's a survey, people. Hello, your survey's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but the idea is that if you can't see who's answering these questions, whether it's the gender, whether it's age, whether it's where you live, you're not necessarily thinking you're getting the real information. And you might just see a number. Yes, 83% of people agree with you, but is that really 83% of the person you are? Is it 83% of males who are in their 30s who live in the city of Toronto? Maybe, but most likely not. So with our with our app, you're going to be able to see those demographics and see where you land amongst a vast majority of people. Or if you're in a minority, then you'll see where you, you land on that. Yeah, and it pushes curiosity. Like, I feel like people should be more curious as to where this news is coming from. Like, especially with all the misinformation that, that's out there. Like, misinformation is more common than actual information yeah, actual factual information nowadays so you should be more curious as to where this stuff is coming from who who it is that believes it because like if i'm seeing a poll that you know it's skewing one way over the other and i look at the demographics of it in our app and i say okay that that makes sense why it is like like that if i'm yeah, yeah. just on face value just saying okay why is it 86 percent of these people okay 86 percent of them are young and that's why they're voting a certain way yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, and I, as we were talking about Bitcoin earlier, I actually pulled it up on the app, and it says a forty-eight percent of people would invest in Bitcoin. And you look at the numbers; as they get older, the number goes down. Younger yeah. people are more likely to invest, whereas older people aren't because they don't understand the technology behind it. They they don't understand the risk, or, or they don't want to take the risk. They're not as risk adverse as they didn't grow up investing are. with it. They exactly. they've invested in it's a banks. Thing to them. Yeah, they've invested in banks, so travel it, when companies, you look whatever. At stuff like that, it makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah, but if you just see fifty percent, then you say, okay, well, well, I don't know if I want to invest in yeah. this. Well, if I see that eighty percent of people my age are, then it's like, okay, well, maybe I should. That look makes at you this. a little bit more curious, right? Yeah. It makes you want to do some more due diligence, start looking into the technology behind it, who's adopting it, stuff like that. Educate yeah. yourself. I mean, it get, like our our app at its most powerful potential is is it's so crazy to think about because imagine you just put something out there and within minutes you're getting thousands of replies. And you can and you can see something. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's one of the big things. And obviously, you know, that's why we, we assemble data and aggregate it. And a lot of people say, well, you know, why are you giving away data for free? Uh, why? Are you, yeah. Why are you giving it for free? You know, that's that's you can monetize that. It's valuable. To be honest, um, it's there's a, I personally feel there's a like a, the trust between big tech, social media and, and, and users is waning. Um, and. Just like anything in the world, you know, you got to give a little to get a little. I mean, you know, if we hid this stuff and you voted and you just saw this or that, you know, you saw 40% agree with you, 
like again, we're not we're doing a disservice to the users. Like it's who are those forty percent? Where where do they fall on this? What age falls with in this in this category? The point of the, what we're trying to solve ultimately is, I guess, to encapsulate is to pique curiosity, but also to, to improve discourse. And you know, on social on any social media platform, um, it, it seems like shouting matches. You have, you have shouting matches from one side and the other, or in the middle, or in my opinion, versus opinion, because you can't put a face to the name. You can't really see where you fall in the group. So you have your beliefs, and you're just gonna attack this belief. You think it's us versus them, and that's. That's not necessarily how the world works, right? Like you can you can have consenting opinions, um, and you can ha- say, "Oh, you know, I th- I think this or they think that," and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but it's you know trying to understand the other side of things. So, if you like today's point, if you fall in the minority of something, like maybe you believe the world works a certain way, but then you see on cast, shit, I'm ten percent of people agree with me. That's it. Huh? Am I missing something? Or or why do I believe this and other people believe that? We're trying to promote people, promote open mindedness, curiosity. Um, which hopefully leads to discourse because then you have objective facts at hand. <clears throat> so, you know, if you go on a Twitter or Reddit, you can read what somebody posted and you can go and jump down their throat and say, I disagree with this person. This is wrong. What if what if the overall majority of people agree with that person? Like, what if you raise a question and everyone voted that way? We're laying the facts out in front of you so you can see the facts, see the demographics, and then say, okay, let me, wh- let me see where I stand. Let me formulate my thoughts. Let me, okay, no one agrees with me. Let me go find out why no one agrees with me. And then you get into the comments, say, okay, let's have a conversation here and let's try and, try and unpack this thing and see where we fall. Will we ultimately achieve healthy discourse? That's, that's to be seen. So far, it's actually been pretty positive. People are. It has, yeah. yeah. There hasn't been anybody attacking anyone that I can see so far yeah. in what? any of the comments. And, and what you said about, you know, why are we giving the demographics away for free? And that's a lot of feedback that we've been getting. I think it's mostly from business-sided individuals who have um, been on our app and testing and, like, and, and the value proposition. That's, it's a good point. I mean, it's very, very valuable information. But if we're not showing that, then it's just another shallow result that, you know, it's, it's exactly like the CP24 thing. Yeah. So it's 86%. Okay. Now what? Now what? Like. Yeah. It, it doesn't make any it, it doesn't change anything right so this is this is something that's changing something game some, changers yeah <laughs> let's hope it's game it. changing and you know what like the money i guess will come like that's i i i think i speak for all of us when i say we're not all in this for the money i mean no, obviously i joke sure. around a lot and say i'm gonna be millionaire <laughs> driving bentley and and this and that but at the end of the day i think you can create a successful business make money but also stay true to yourself, stay like keep your integrity 100%. and not sell out. And you know, like no, you don't have to monetize every single goddamn thing. Yeah. No. And right? stay, staying true to the users. And right? exactly. Yeah. So at the end of the day, and if you build that trust, yeah, you build a good product, you build good trust, you make something that users will like, they will cu- keep coming love, back. Not love. like, sorry, <laughs> they, you build something they love. They will keep coming back. And the more they keep coming back, they'll keep growing. And then, the, the money will come. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is building something that we love, that our friends love, and then other people will love as well. So I think we're yeah. already successful in that. Yeah, that there was that was the point of this, right? Like, like everyone said, you know. If, if our goal was only to make something for us and our friends, we've succeeded 100 times over because 100%. all of our friends love this thing. It's like we're having so much fun on shout it. Shout out to Mila, honestly. Shout out to <laughs> yeah, Mila and shout out to Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck <laughs> as well. Early adopter Ben Affleck. Yeah. Can't believe we got him. <laughs> Crazy. Honestly, uh, shout out to Mila because, like, you know, it does mean a lot. Like, you know, obviously she's your sister. She's gonna be on yeah, it actually, yeah. but like, but she's not just on it. Just you can because, see, she, like, you can tell that she actually enjoys being on it. She enjoys, you know, she enjoys the app. But at the same time, like, I, we live together. She sees how hard I'm working, like, yeah. and all these hours I'm putting into it, and all the passion that goes into it. And obviously, she wants to support, but. I mean, you can only you can only lead Fake a, that for so- yeah. You can only lead a horse to water, yeah, yeah. but you can't make him drink, right? And she's been drinking the hell scenes. out of this thing. <laughs> she's po- she posts, she's posts a fun, yeah. funny shit, <laughs> and she yeah. I mean, but I want to jump two things back to your point, guys. Like that was what we said from the beginning, is and like you can't. We want to build a social network, social media platform. That's the ultimate goal. But like that comes when you get the network effect. That comes down the road. You can't just build something and say, okay, it's a social media platform. That's what we wanted to do. No, we want to build something that our friends love. Like our friends love to debate, love to, you know, we we debate. We are very opinionated. We wanted to create somewhere where we can just share that. Number one, that you can be honest and be yourself, not be afraid to ask a question. 
And there's no social pressures either. And that's one of the other big things to the point of creating this, this social network is we want to remove the social pressures that exist in a social network. Especially today, one of the biggest things, you know, you see, you see someone you respect, someone you like, a friend of yours raise a point online. Do you feel a social pressure to, to say, oh, I like this or I agree with this? You know, someone posts a picture on Instagram, oh, I love your dress. Do you, I mean, do they always love it? Like, I mean, maybe, I'm hopefully you have great friends and they support you, but, you know, it's almost like a, a, a social pressure to follow people, to, to like posts, to reshare posts, um, to comment on them, you know, to, to echo opinions that maybe you don't agree with. If somebody asks a question, you know, you kind of support them. And it's great to support your friends. But are you are you truly supporting them or have you been influenced by what they think so now you think that that's the correct thing to do so we don't know this we want to understand this is it are people conforming because of the pressure around these you know whether it comes to serious social topics whether it comes to just being nice to friends and that's one of the things we want to eliminate so you can actually have healthy debates share opinions and do these things like our friends do our friends are not scared of each other's feelings especially us like all of us you know oh yeah we all very different opinions that's a fact that's one of the reasons i (laughs) I think we're we're a great dynamic, like diverse team, but that's one of the biggest things too is creating a place where, like people like us, who are opinionated, can can have fun, be themselves, and you know can help have healthy debates and share un- like unique perspectives. Like one one funny story that we I think about a lot when make when we're now building this app and now it's built is the time at my condo when we were debating the Cle- Kelly Clark- oh, Clarkson goodness. thing. Like we spent the whole night over oh. some drinks. Having <laughs> the good- whole night. This, this happened. This has gone for like no, months. No, this is ma- months. The main time ongoing. it happened. The main no, time it happened. No, was that this one was a. Debate. Every time we would go out to like the bar or we go somewhere. This is like this no, is years ago. Because Vanessa would egg me on. Vanessa, yeah, people, shout yeah. out Vanessa too because yeah, she uses she, the app. She's on there a lot as but, well. But um, that's what it is. Like tell okay, them, tell them, raise it. It's a hot take. Oh, Someone boy. mentioned Kelly Clarkson's name and I said she's definitely relevant. And it was 2019 or something. 2019, right? She had just come off a tour, uh, a stadium tour in the States, sold out MSG, Staples Center, a couple other places. So I said, she's definitely relevant. She's on The Voice or one of those TV shows. And everyone's like, oh, she hasn't been relevant since she won American Idol. Since she won American Idol. No, she had that one good song, Since You've Been Gone. That's it. That's why I said that. Banger. So everyone's like, yeah, she's not relevant, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay. She's got her own daytime TV show, and it's the number one rated tv show besides okay, number two sorry besides on. ellen come on now let's say like okay wait wait wait, I, wait but are you talking about the voice or whatever no she has a daytime talk show talk show yeah what? you know ellen yeah, you know who ellen is yeah she's number two. Oh, i know who ellen is yeah she's number two behind ellen wow she was on okay. the voice or one of those the shows. judge on the voice yeah it was the voice i right? think so yeah okay yeah. but i was gonna say if you're comparing it to the voice like she's got there's other people on there like usher's on there usher's incredible is usher relevant <laughs> Usher is always relevant. <laughs> you can't compare the two. Hold I'm, on. I'm, not, I'm not saying she's as relevant as him, but you if can't you, compare the if two. If you oh, can on, come off on. a stadium tour, have your own daytime talk show, be on the biggest, you know, I don't even competitive dance or singing contest yeah, yeah. in the world, maybe not the world, but in North America for sure, I would strongly argue that she is relevant or debate. Can I add? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So see, I want to unpack this video to explain why this app, why Cast exists in t- to solve things like this. Because Ricky laid out his points, but see, even when we were laying the points out, Dave is jumping in to say you can't compare, you can't compare. So you see, even though we've laid this argument out with Dave many a times, you see, he's still trying to jump in and compare. So how many of you out there? How many of you out there trying to try to have a conversation with a friend and they clearly don't agree with you? So they they keeps cutting you off and don't let you finish your points. See, Cast eliminates all of that. You and like you can't have shout like you're not gonna have a shouting match. You can ask the question: Is Kelly Clarkson relevant? Yes or no. Now, now you're crowdsourcing this and you're asking people. So the thing is, Ricky can't like it's also asking people's opinion, right? Ricky can't go and tell his whole story. He can't say she has this, she has that, and he can't lay his thoughts out. He asks the question and lets people think for themselves. So you are truly getting unique and honest opinion inputs. Because they have to go think for themselves, is Kelly Clarkson relevant? Well, how do you define relevant? So then they got to define relevant their own way. And then you really find out if people find her relevant without, you know, the peanut gallery jumping in or scrolling through, like, let's say another social app. And you see people kind of debating back and forth. When you ask this on cast, you cannot see comments or demographics until you share your opinion. Which means when you see that first, when you see that question in front of you, you have to formulate your own thoughts and think for yourself. You can't, there's no social pressure to, to agree with somebody. There's no, no biases to skew you one way or the other. You have a question, you have, you answer it how you feel. 
And you see, that's what we intend to solve. Because we've been having this debate for how many years now? We're going on two years. We're going and it probably will still not be put to bed until we have millions on cast and they solve it. But that's the beauty of this. And things like this, which I know that people listening right now are like, wow, I've had this issue before. That's what we're trying to solve too. And the best part is, as George says, you can't see anybody else's answers or comments until you vote. But once you do, no No one one can. I want to make that clear. No one can see you. The votes never. The votes are 100%. Anonymous. One one million percent anonymous. We don't see them, not the back end. No one can see them. No one. But once you do vote, you can see the the demographics and you can see the comments. So if someone raises a good point in the comments, which has happened to me, I can go back and change my answer. And some people are like, well, how is this different? Like some question people ask, well, you know, Instagram has polls. Twitter has polls. Okay, well, they don't show the demographics. That's the, the first part. They're not anonymous answers. That's the second part. Third, you can't change your answers. I can't say how many times I've either accidentally clicked a button on a poll on, on Instagram or, or Twitter or how many times I've misread the question and I voted and I picked the wrong one and I can't change. Or sometimes you see the answer. Wait a second, I'm 5%. Shoot, did I really think like there's so many times where you want to change your answer and you can't. And I put the poll up on Instagram the other day and I said, how many times have you accidentally picked the wrong answer on an Instagram poll and wanted to change? And I think it was like 85% said they've, they've wanted to change their answer before or they accidentally clicked on our app. You can, you can see the comments, see someone else's objective, honest opinion and go and say, you know what, Dave, or let's say Dave goes, Hey Rick, you know what? After all the points you laid out about Kelly Clarkson, I do believe she's relevant. Let me go and change my answer. And I, I believe there were a couple people that changed their answers. <laughs> but I did not. But Dave, Dave wasn't one of them. I voted right? yes, just for the record. I was in Vegas <laughs> pre-COVID. And she's on like billboards all over Vegas too. Is she? Relevant. How are you not? How could she not be relevant if we're well, talking about she, her? Maybe The fact is. that we alone maybe talk about is. her means that she's relevant because she's relevant well, in I'm our sphere. I'm just not a fan of her at all. Being so. a fan and being relevant are two Big very different, different things. Yes. Yeah. But you see, that's also the Are you beauty. a fan of Donald Trump? Nope. But he's definitely relevant. Yeah, of yeah. course. He's but relevant. see, but that's a good point. That's because also you see the... him in the news every single day. But if I guess if I was out in Vegas, I or saw if you watch the, voice, Clark, she's if relevant. I watch the Voice, I don't watch the Voice. I don't watch. See, that. Dave, but you, see, yeah, you're it. Yeah, that's interesting too, right? So like, so you're insulated to this. So you vote no, or no, sorry, sorry. So if, let's say Ricky, for example, he votes yes because he believes it, obviously, and he lands on there, and you see, wow, no thirty year old male agrees with me, but all the nineteen year old girls agree. Okay, cool. I'm uh, I'm kind of and in the, the question, minority here. Sorry, the question was, <laughs> is she relevant in the states? Was it? Yeah, was that was the question. I anyways, know. I don't know. I think you're. No, that was that was no, the I, original I question. But here. anyways, that's one. Like, I think we've we've gotten to the point. And sh- honestly, big shout out to our team. Big shout out to Grade and big shout out to Chance, like Sid, Georgia. You guys, like everybody. Uh, I don't know, but if you guys do, let us know. Let us know. <laughs> we got a call in a couple days. <laughs> um, no, honestly, uh, we we can't take credit for for the work. Like our team, I can't even explain. Like they're. F- fucking wizards like i sorry for swearing but they are honestly like these guys are flying yeah they're just honestly i I can't believe what we've done in such a short time yeah like you know we came up with an idea we we brought it to the team and now everyone has contributed to evolve the idea to where it is now like i not even close to where it ended up is not where we started and it happened in like five months time i i people have mentioned like wow you guys actually did this like this is crazy we're not we're not from a tech background we you know I mean, we, we have the business and entrepreneurial background, but the tech side is, is kind of a little foreign to us. Not Dave's at all, but to our to me and Rick. <clears throat> and it's just been so cool to see the evolution, to see that we actually had this idea of these if these issues we're trying to inherently, or these inherent issues we're trying to solve. And we've created a product that we truly believe solves all these all these issues. Like it, it's, it's just been very well thought out. Um, the feedback has been super positive and even like you know people have come on and said you know i don't get it or i, I don't agree with this or i don't you know i don't care what people's opinions sure not for everybody yeah um but we think there's a lot more people like ourselves that exist that that are curious um that want to participate in the conversation but maybe can't articulate their their words very well or can't you know write them out very well um they can't think you know and contribute to a conversation they don't want it they're kind of embarrassed to, to say something they get might not, might not come out well, might be misconstrued, um, or they don't want to disagree with their friends online. We're trying to get rid of all of this stuff. We're trying to create a place, like a, a forum where you can be your unique, honest self. That's it. You, you, that's one of the biggest things is people, unique, you, every human being is unique and we should not be embarrassed or, or scared to be unique. Again, not be, you know, be a good person is the underlying principle of all of it. But yeah, you should, like, there's no such thing as a dumb question. It's the first thing you're taught in school. Mm-hmm. And today, it feels like there's things, that, there's such things as dumb questions or wrong questions. That shouldn't exist. 
Like you should be curious. Ask any question you want. And people shouldn't misconstrue questions. Like if you have a malintention, okay, but how can you really determine if someone has malintentions by asking a question online? Anyway, that's my little yeah. rant. L- let me uh, let me ask you guys this. What's been the most fun part of this journey and what's been the hardest part of this journey? <laughs> You're the guess. You take this one, Dave. I guess. Uh, Start with the most fun. Well, no, I, well, I, that's a, that's a good one. Dave's like, this hasn't been fun at all. I hate these guys. I think, I think honestly, the answer to both is just working with both you guys. Aw. So, I mean, like, it's been amazing just working with my two best friends on something that, you know, that we're, that we're so passionate about collectively. We all believe in, and, you know, we're, we're, we all have the same goal and like the same vision as to where we can take this thing. But then at the same time, it's working with your friends. I mean, sometimes I want to I want to strangle you guys. Hundred percent. And I, and I know that the feeling is mutual because <laughs> I'm not. It's not always, always the easiest person to work with. And, and I mean, you, that's something that comes with the territory. I think we all knew that, and that's why we worked so well together. And we knew that this was going to be very good to work together. Was because we all have differing opinions. If we were all yes men, we all conformed to the same thought. We wouldn't have built something that, you know, it would just been. A marshmallow, like cookie cutter piece of shit thing. Yeah, that, you know, <laughs> is that a great? But 100%. you know, like I bring up an idea and someone challenges my idea, and then it makes me think. Then someone else brings up an idea and I challenge their idea, and like you know, you iterate from that, right? You can't have all the same vision all the time yeah. and expect it to be a perfect work of art, right? I think, I think the diversity in our friendship and our group and. You know where we came from as well. Like, like you said, you guys come from a different background from you. Entrepreneur, entrepreneurial fam. God damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna try and say that again. But entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial families. Yeah. My family, even though we are pretty much pretty well off, nine to fives where my my parents come from, right? And like, even though they're very successful and we're in their their fields, I, I was never on this business side of things. Like, I I've always been. I've worked for the government for what, like 15 years now. Um, You're but, old. Yeah, I'm very old. <laughs> I'm so tired too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll cut you off there. Yeah. And the tech background helps a lot in this. And I think I am able to help with translating what the devs are saying into the business. And like, that's uh, where my value comes in. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and yeah, I mean, it's been, been great. Honestly, I've, I'm having a great time and, and the future looks bright, I think. Yeah. The one thing you said I want to highlight, and you can go, Rick, but just right, think I was about asking you guys. The thing about conformity. Hold on a second. That's, that's one of the biggest things that it, it, we instill it in our company, right? Like, we, we, it's, if, yeah, I, can't, I had this idea a while ago, but I, like, I, at no point have I said, like, you know, we don't say ever, oh, I have the idea, we have to do it my way. You know, we layer points out. And yeah, like there's times where I come in here and I, and I talk for 30 minutes and I explain this vision and you're like, what the hell's going on? What's this guy saying? But we don't conform ever, right? Like we present it and if someone has conviction, like, okay, maybe you can see what they're saying. But for the most part, that's the best part is like we are so opinionated that we're able to kind of like bounce ideas off each other and really stress test them. Like if I, you know, and, and we don't, we honestly, a right? lot of things that we don't agree on, but we say, okay, if it's best for the business or best for the app, best for the users, that's what we do. At the end of the day, the most important thing is what's best for the users. Like everything we do, that's another thing. Like we've reached out to a lot of users. We continue to do so on a regular basis. And, and we make decisions here on how to, you know, grow this thing and scale it and, and build it. But all, everything we do now, it comes from, comes from everybody else, comes from everybody using the app. Um, you know, people saying, I, I don't get it. Like that's helpful to us. Cause we say, okay, well, why doesn't this, this person, this profile of a person understand the app? Why does this person love the app? What do they want to see better? Everybody who sent us feedback so far, and there have been hundreds of people that sent feedback, multiple feedback points. It's all stored on our drives, and we and we review it and we try to iterate from there. So, um, I don't know how I got from conformity to this point, but I, I just want to <laughs> make mention of the fact that like the users to us is is the most important, and, and keeping them safe and being you know open to being diver- having discourse and all that stuff and being honest is one of the biggest things. Anyways, I'm kind of taking off a tangent here. My favorite part, and. Uh, my favorite part is just building something from the ground up and uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. Working with you guys too is the easy answer and getting to work with my friends, getting to come into this cool office every day or not every day. Cause we're not here now. Obviously we don't, we don't work in the office, but thanks a lot. COVID <laughs> my favorite part is just really getting to shape something 
and shape something that's trying to solve a problem and let that that's allowing people to be themselves and be curious i guess i i just consider myself a very curious person I, i'm i love to learn new topics you know read a variety of books ask questions like i i love under, trying to understand new things and new perspectives so creating something that i think will give me value and allow me to do that I think there's a lot of people out there who feel the same way. I know that I'm not the I'm not the only curious person in the world, and there's a, there's a lot of people out there that are curious. Giving them a, a place that they can that they can be themselves, ask questions. Uh, that's maybe my favorite part. Yeah, I don't know. Least just, favorite part? I don't, there's nothing I don't like. I said like I was on LinkedIn, like trying to like you know even like recruiting, sending just like messages to all these people, and like you know. People saying, yeah, I have a job. I'm good. And like, you know, the mundane stuff that you would think is mundane. I fucking love it. Yeah. There's no, there's really nothing I hate. The numbers. The numbers. Sorry. I lied. The numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the numbers. <laughs> you were trying, is, to, were you trying to get me to say no, that? No, oh, no. I, I was even, asking. No. I actually didn't the best know. is when you called me a couple weeks ago and we were reviewing some numbers with the lawyers. And now recently I've slowly taken over the numbers. And you start going off on this whole thing. You're like, what about this? I'm like, bro, just read the email I sent. Okay, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, just read points. But it was pretty six. much the same thing I said. I know, and I'm just like, I literally just did this. Just read points. Like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, George, stop. Go, hang up. Go read the email. And then five minutes later, yeah, okay, you got it. Point number six. I'm like, okay, we're on the same page. <laughs> but the point was, like, just for the record, so no one out there doesn't think, like, the, the no. CEO doesn't know the number. I, I, in fact, <laughs> what I said was, in fact, true. Yeah. I just didn't articulate it as well. Coincidentally, I'm the one who, with the words. But uh, the word anyways, the... what about you? What's your favorite? Um, I think you guys both kind of hit my answer i think you know one of the best parts about doing this is building something you know ourselves I, I do think i am an entrepreneur i do love thriving in in kind of hard situations and sometimes making hard decisions i don't love but it just it fires me up and it gets me going and doing things that i don't know if i'm 100 percent i can do literally get me going mm -hmm. so i think be, being able to build something with my two best friends where we're going to go and potentially change the online landscape is something that, oh my God, I don't know if we can do this, but I wake up every morning, I'm like, we're gonna do this. Like, 100%. we're gonna do this. And there's, you know, every day there's new challenges that arise and there's little wins, little losses, and we, we get them every single day. And that's one of the most exciting things to me. Um, one of the hardest parts about this is that I've never, I don't know how to code. I don't know anything <laughs> about the tech landscape. That's what so, you got me for. Yeah, that's why I read and I, there's sometimes or like our our development people guys our development team <laughs> people guys holy crap they talk and I was like yeah I'm this is why I'm not even on these calls anymore I don't even you know what I'll stick to marketing Speaking I'll stick to business I'll stick to the numbers <laughs> and that's it so that's probably the hardest part and then again like Dave you said the opinions and the personalities the three of us one of the best parts is that we're so opinionated mm -hmm. because we have three di vastly different opinions and a lot a lot of times we see things three completely different ways it's not like one's on the left one's on the right it's like we form a triangle where none of us are seeing eye to eye but because we're a triangle we all are connected we all do see eye to eye and we meet in that perfect middle so it can become one of the toughest parts working with you guys but also one of the best because if we were the same this wouldn't be what it is right now mm -hmm. it would be just one person's idea and that's it so uh, that's what I think. It also helps the three of us that we're very different in our in our views of the world. Like we we really do see the world very differently. A hundred percent, each of us. I don't think that there's many things that we see the same way. Not to say we like we debate everything, but we just we have different views. And I think that also allows us to like iterate a product. Say, okay, like I think we should add this, and then you might say, well, no, then people aren't gonna like that. And then you know, someone else something different. Our our dev team the same. You know, Georgia provides her opinion sometimes, saying like this is not gonna you know it doesn't make sense to me. So it's good to have a diverse, very diverse team that, that can see things from different perspectives that we can iron things out and hash them out. Um, I think yeah, one of the, it's been so, it's crazy. Lately. I think one really good thing about this is that we didn't do this years ago when we were younger. I think our level of maturity over the last couple of years and our sense of being able to be wrong, be able to listen to one another and have these open conversations have changed. Because yeah. think about George, when me and you were younger, we used to argue bad. Yeah, we also didn't have this idea when we were that young. No, no, but I mean, yeah, but, yeah, because but, of where yeah. we are now saying, in our lives yeah, yeah, and our yeah. careers, we're way and more hard-headed when we were younger. Like, yeah. we wouldn't be able so, to so see was the I, other side. All three of us yeah. were. Yeah, we've all grown. And we're still, still, still pretty very hard-headed. Hard yeah, <laughs> but I think because I love of, Rick's the worst for sure. Try to tell me the last time we were out together. I'm the worst. I'm the most hard-headed. 
<laughs> DB, who's who's more hard headed, me I'm or George? I'm staying out of this. One. <laughs> you can cast I'm it. It's all, I, I actually asked yeah, it. Let's cast it after this. One. I actually cast it last night. Who's more? I said, what is your worst character trait? Oh, I'm stubborn. Oh, stubborn. Yeah, that's yeah. See, I don't. I don't think I pick stubborn. I think I talk too much. You do talk a lot. You do talk. I would say you're stubborn. So stubborn is not worst trait. I would say so. Fucking, I knew I should ask anonymously. No, but I think that the best part about this is now that we're each at a point of our lives where we're able to do this. We're able to see other people's opinions. Yeah. We're not stuck in this. That we're not pigeonholing ourselves where we're stuck with this mindset that one of us individually has to be right. I come well, to work every day wanting to find out how I'm going to be wrong. Yeah. So that's, And actually, like, COVID, I think, helped with making this possible because if it wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't have been able to like do this i yeah. wouldn't have been able to like join these morning calls if i'm in the office like my boss would be like, what the hell are you doing like now that i'm at home like i'm able to juggle both without you know yeah yeah without having to come out and say okay i'm working on a working on something else <laughs> at which point i think they would fire me <laughs> Hope, hopefully my boss doesn't come across this thing <laughs> but well, um yeah and, and then it comes to the financial part as well like i think we've all saved a lot of money not going on extravagant trips over covid yeah, and we're definitely. able to fund this thing ourselves um so very very fortunate for for covid for for that purpose i yeah. mean it's changed our lives but it's allowed it's also allowed us to get to this point yeah i honestly think like back to your point earlier i, I actually think it has changed this whole process changed my life significantly i think it's showed me what really goes into like even though i have the you know the entrepreneur background i've run the kind of the family business you know alongside like my, my brother my siblings and all that stuff or my sister and and all that for the last couple of years it's there's, it's nothing like not even close to the same um like i always said i would like you know my dad come in like over his immigrant building a company from the ground up i thought i would never have to do that like he always said you know you're you're fortunate you're never gonna have to start from the bottom at ground zero and yes not saying the position that i'm in now is the same as when he came here with nothing as he says like 10 cents to his name um but getting a start from the ground floor and just like have a vision and just slowly put brick by brick by brick into the house into the foundation and build it up is one of the coolest things that I've ever done like I, I really think that this is the most fun most fun thing I've ever done in my life honestly and I feel like I've done some fun stuff in my life this is the most fun I've never been so excited I go to bed I just think about cast I wake up I think about cast I yeah. like I working out yesterday I was like okay what like working out in between like what can I how can I tweak this how can I fix that honestly it consumes every thought in my head I think yeah I think I was I was saying to you today like Sometimes I just get lost in my head, like just thinking about the potential and where we can go. And, you know, right now we have a small team, but like, I, like as we grow, we can go, we can build more and more and more. Like, I think that's the only thing that's stopping us from, from like, you know, like really scale full on sprint right now is just, we have a small team right now. Like as we start getting more manpower, it's, there's so many different ways we can take this thing and like, you know, yeah. As you guys both know, which will, like, be, which will be to be seen. Yeah, yeah. That being said, if you know anybody in the tech space looking for a job, we are hiring back end engineer ASAP. Hit just us put up. them in touch, even if they're not back end. Just put us in <laughs> yeah, touch. Yeah, honestly, anybody in the tech yeah. space, listen to this. If you want to reach out, reach out. Um, we're always looking for new people. I'm always going to have conversations. I talk to like five people a day at least um, for various different positions. And yeah, for sure. Um, it's been it's been crazy, man. I, fuck, I, I even now like I'm getting lost in my thoughts because I just want to go back to work and keep like building this stuff. But it's been really cool. I think that to me, you know, I just want to. I mean, I, I think I speak for all of us. Just build something to change the world for the better. You know, I, just giving people more people a voice, letting more people participate in the conversation, and just giving honest, like honest, objective data, like honest, objective facts, and let people formulate their own view of the world based on that. I honestly cannot stress enough how tired I am of the news. I know I say this a lot. You guys must get tired of hearing this, but I actually don't watch the news. I don't because I'm so tired of seeing one channel say one thing, another channel say another thing. Like everybody has a different agenda, different narrative. Like even going to politics, like whenever whenever an election is happening, Canada, the U.S., anywhere, how does one channel say this guy has eighty percent and the other channel says this this woman has eighty percent? That doesn't make a hundred percent. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, to Rick's point, when they said that that article said the vast majority of Canadians agree with this, and it was 86% agree with tighter restrictions around traveling, and this is about the, the, the flying to sun destinations. The 1,500 people polled represents 0.004% of Canada's population. 
Now, I'm not an expert with, with the numbers or the, or the random sample sizes and, and the margin for errors, but to me, 0.004% does not seem like a, a, a thorough representation of the population. Just my thoughts. Because, I don't know, like, what is the majority makeup of Canada's population? I honestly don't know this, but I'm saying, does is 86% over the age of 60 or over the age of 40 for that matter? Because my inclination is that anybody between the age of 18 to 35 probably is not too worried about these travel restrictions. That's a guess. We can cast it and find out. So, you know, when you see 86%, wow, these people are really certain. How can they be that certain? You know, how does that many, how do that many people believe this one thing? And honestly, that's what I'm really excited to solve. Like just bringing up like the, the transparency, objectivity, and, f- and factual data back to like what the media landscape, bring integrity back to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a good note to start to. Uh, wow. Kind of bad. Yeah, we're around the hour mark. Is there anything else? I was trying to think of anything else. I see, I might like my mind is going a mile a minute right now, but yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll, I'm fired we'll up keep about doing this. these updates throughout kind of the journey of, of cast because obviously pals and cast are. They're not connected, but two out of the three founders of Cast are also two of the two founders of the podcast. So basically, when me and George do get together, we end up talking about Cast lot and pals. And the other guy is just a super fan. Yeah, DB and DB is just <laughs> a super fan. Our, uh, our, who's on, on our first fourth four, timer. Four times I've been on this thing. You guys start paying me for this? <laughs> He's gonna start asking for a cut of this, <laughs> but you gotta. This, this podcast costs money. Yeah. Damn. So you want in on this? You gotta no, no, pay. No, 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 no. For that reason, I am out. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah one, one last oh. thing I have to ask: What's been the most surprising thing so far about Cast? About anything? The process, the app, what? Just what it takes to build a business. Like I've never been privy to this side of it. Like I was saying earlier, it's just so much that goes into it. Like I'm like I'm like middle management at, at my job, you know, like I've, I've, I hire people, like I've been in the interviewing process, stuff like that. But when it comes to like, you know, building, you know, investor decks and, and, you know, doing like all the taxes and, and the financials and stuff like that, like I, I had no privy to that whatsoever in my jobs. So that like just the sheer amount of work that it takes, it's, uh, that's the most surprising and it's fun. It's like, I'm learning so much from this. Right. And it's not something that I probably would have ever learned in my life had it not been for this. So something I can really appreciate and, uh, and respect for me, I would, um, I would say the overwhelmingly positive support and feedback we've received. Obviously we were all passionate. We knew we were onto something when we started building this and we had a feeling that we would get positive feedback, but I think honestly, 98% of our feedback has been overwhelmingly positive, not yeah. just, oh, cool app, thanks. It's like, no, I message people, you know, I spend days, hours messaging people and I get full almost reports yeah. on, hey, here's the things I love. Oh, maybe this is something I'd be, do differently, but it's such overwhelmingly it's positive support and feedback from our close friends and family. And now as we kind of even extend it to past our close friends and family, people that I, I are more of acquaintances than friends uh, have been reaching out and providing feedback. Yeah. And uh, that's been such a, I don't, I don't want to say surprising because I, I, in our heads, we knew that this, we were going to receive stuff like this, but to see it and to get that, you, it's an it's amazing a good feeling, feeling for yeah. sure. Cause like they, they're taking their time, not only to go, go download, get on the app, use it, but also to sit there and start typing out what they truly feel about it and what they think they'd like to see and what they think would make it better. And like, all the feedback, like some of the feedback, it's like it's like an essay that we're that yeah. they're, they're giving to us. And so like even people they're taking their time out time out of their busy day to do this for us, and it's appreciated. Yeah, yeah. And sure. you know, like here's a good example from someone we don't even know. I and they said, I think right now with so much TikTok videos and mindless information circulating on Instagram, this app is nice to is a nice change to get people engaged. And you know that this person's taking time away from Instagram and TikTok, which are arguably two of the biggest apps. Uh, the biggest okay. social media apps. Yeah. yeah. The, the two biggest. They're taking time out of their day to use our app instead of theirs when I don't even know this person, right? We, we don't know a lot of these people that are, or we don't really know them. Sorry. So I think that's, that for me is, is one to of the point as well, because I, I have something that I think is surprising. Uh, to be clear as well, it's not, we're saying it's overwhelmingly positive. The one thing that I, I, 
I don't like we don't have tech back or, again speaking for myself and Rick but the one thing that I have I've done try to do a very good job of like through this whole process is just like listening to as many podcasts reading as much as I can about the fallacies of the tech uh, of building an app and where people fail um, and I'm very aware well we've become very aware that just asking for good feedback is a, is a good way to like to build a, a bad product because you know people are going to tell you what you want to hear so to be clear we're not saying this because that's all we ask for. We don't look for confirmation bias. I've actually made a point that like to a, to a point we all call each other out when there's confirmation bias. We actually ask users, hey, can you tell us something bad? Like I, I honest to God, I actually mess people and I say, can you tell me one thing that you love, one thing that you hate? And I use the word hate and one thing you would imp- uh, like to see. And like I, and people will sometimes glance over the hand and I'll say, hey, I really need to know something you dislike. And oftentimes it's really hard to pull something substantial out, which, you know, we're not at, we're not at mass scale. We have you know tens of millions on yet, and I say yet because we will be there. But yet, in the sense of like it's a smaller sample size, but I we try to ask a diverse group and we try to say, hey, tell us what you don't like. And honestly, it, it seems like people like it, it seems hard to pull something out, which is great. But that also doesn't mean that we're going to get complacent because we we know that things are we have to keep evolving. It's not perfect to us. Um, we want to keep getting better and better and iterating. But to, to kind of wrap up, the thing I found most surprising, and this is not uh, a slight at anybody or any like, you know, uh, preconceived notions, but I'm surprised that our most active users seem to be more female than male. And why I say it's surprising is because yeah. in my head, when we, this app process started, I thought, you know, sports is such yeah. a hot, like a thing that guys love to debate. Exactly no, I sorry, thought. not guys, but just people like to debate sports, politics, um, you know that kind of stuff. I think those are two two very big topics, Medical polarizing thing. topics. Honestly, I feel like the most active users are people, which is amazing. I, yeah. I love that. I just you know as a guy, I I don't necessarily know as well, like what what women today like to watch or shows or what they like to debate or what types of political related topics that like like I just don't see it from their perspective naturally. So to see that to me is so so awesome, so surprising. I it just I I opened the app and I was like wow like when Mila posts something. Vanessa, when Becca, Monica, whoever, like I see that and I'm like, I never would have thought this. Like I don't yeah. even, under, I never would have thought to ask this question. Yeah, and that was honestly my biggest um, concern going into this. Like obviously, if you have been on the app, you see that I created hundreds and hundreds of questions, <laughs> and I was always very, very conscious of okay, you know what? A lot of these questions are stuff that I like myself: rap music, sports, R and B. Whatever the hell it may slow be, slow jam, slow jam. I love slow, love me a slow jam. Some boys and men, <laughs> some of that new edition. I was always conscious of like, okay, I know that I'm gonna like this, but how, what are other people gonna like? And like, what what do I have to get done for questions for women in particular? And you know what? Like, I didn't really have to even go that far because once we get the women on there, they just start rifling off questions immediately. And it was amazing to see because I was so concerned about it. And like, and how are we going to get women to enjoy this app and, and take part in it? And, you know, it's it seems to have just worked out in itself. But mm-hmm. at the same time, we got to keep going, keep pumping stuff out, keep making it better. Uh, and we're well on our way to that. Like, yeah. we have tons and tons of stuff coming down the pipeline in terms of additions um improvements new features uh it's it's really fun it's really fun to think about yeah yeah it's honestly really cool just so many things that i can't like there's a lot more surprises things that i just didn't didn't expect and it's really really cool um yeah i think that's probably a good point but yeah honestly guys a uh just grateful to first of all thanks for listening this far um but just so grateful for everyone who's been on the app uh, you know, we think that we've created something that will will help solve a problem that exists in the world. We, uh, you know, we think that it's we're very confident that it's something that people want uh, and need, especially in today's society and the way that the direction of of the discourse, if you will, is moving. Uh, seems to be getting a little bit unhealthier. We want to try and remedy that. Um, and for those of you who listen who aren't on the app, if you want to get on, uh, we we're still in closed beta. We will be moving over to a probably moving to an open beta type phase pretty soon but if you do want to get on uh you know we're happy to get anybody else on drop us a dm uh go on our, go to our website email us whatever you can reach us almost anywhere uh but yeah the best way to get a hold of us is at Wootsalis. at your pal rick dbz 
<laughs> I was like three E's and I, two I Z's. I, I can't even remember. <laughs> just don't worry. Just message me and George. Yeah, yeah, don't don't, don't even worry about me. I'm, you don't want to follow me. I'm a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a fun journey so far. We're just getting started. We're not even at the start line yet. Start line's coming up soon. We're, we're walking up to it. Yeah, we're doing our stretch right now. We're stretching our legs out. You know, having a little bit of having a little bit of uh, fettuccine Alfredo before the race. All right, <laughs> love the office. Now we're show talking. Out there. Now hey, we're talking. Hey, question: Is the office still on Netflix? I think I saw it on Netflix. I thought it was supposed to be off already. I thought it was supposed to be off in the middle of January. So I thought I, I saw know. it. Anyways, I, know, I haven't watched TV in a little while. Actually, no, I watched Succession randomly. Oh, great show! You, Have you seen the whole thing? Like, no, not yet. I, I might start it again. I'm on halfway through season two, I think. It's good, eh? It is good. Who's your favorite? It. Wait, who's your favorite character? I honestly dislike everybody except really? Greg. No, no spoilers. Everyone here. likes cousin uh, cousin, cousin Greg. Greg. Yeah, he's a little weirdo. He's so weird. Or uh, yeah, no. Honestly, there's sometimes you start to like a character and then you're like, I can't believe I like this guy or girl. I honestly, what's his name? Um, Kendall, Kendall? Roy. Oh, uh, no. I love Macaul. Who's Macaulay uh, Culkin? Um, Not Macaulay. Um, the Macaulay Culkin's brother. Yeah, um, he's odd. I can't remember the new season anyway. Roman. Roman. It's a sick name, yeah, he's though. He's a weirdo. Rome? <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Cousin Greg. I can't wait to see it. He always in the Wealth, Wealth Simple commercials, I think. Is he? He's in some commercials, yeah. Anyways, let's wrap this up. Signing off, pals. See ya. Peace. Cheers. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes and every high. I got alone. No one thing